0: You, you, you can holler, you can applaud, you can scream, you can do anything you want. I can't hear you anyway.
1: <laughs> welcome to the Salt Lake Dirt Podcast. I'm your host, Kyler Bingham. On today's episode, we welcome back author Lisa Jacobs. Her new novel, *The Pink Hotel*, comes out July nineteenth on MCD. Uh, *The Pink Hotel* is actually her third novel in a five-year period, which is pretty incredible. Considering they're all they're all very different, and, and they're and they're just great books. Uh, the first one, *Catalina*, uh, that's when I first heard about her, and I, I love that book. The second one, *The Worst Kind of Want*, is uh, I guess you could call it like a like a modernized, flipped version of *Lolita*. Very cool. Novel, and then the Pink Hotel. I love this book. Uh, I can't say enough good things about it, and the, the ending is just mind blowing. Such a such an incredible uh, piece of work here. So, uh, Liska has been living in Berlin with her husband as of late, but she'll be in the states um, for the book for the book release and doing um, several events, um, especially in Los Angeles. So, we'll have links to all those uh, those upcoming events. Definitely check it out order a copy of the pink hotel, um, wherever you buy your books and let's talk to Lisa Jacobs about the pink hotel. I'm really, I've been wanting to talk to you for a while, so I'm glad I locked you down. We're on such a uh, time zone difference. You're in Berlin right now and I'm in Salt Lake. So, um, I'm glad we could, we could make this work. So, um, yes,
0: I I have a, I, my sisters and my family are back in California and the joke is, when they wake up, I'm like an oracle. I can tell them how their Friday's going to be because mine's already ending. They'll, they'll text me and they'll be like, so what's Monday like? And I'm like, just go back to bed. I
1: like that. That's, um yeah, prophesying. Yes, <laughs> Very exactly. nice. Well, great. So I think um I'm excited to catch up, but we're, we're mainly here to talk about the new book that's coming out. Uh, we'll, we'll see it's July 1st right now. So this comes out at the end of the month. Um, We're here to talk about the pink hotel. We're here with Lisa Jacobs. Um, And I've said this before, this is like, you're one of my, you're one of my favorite authors that have um, put out stuff in the last several years. So um, I'm always excited when I'm like, Oh, wow. She's a, she's got another one coming out. So I
0: know I've been, that's three and five years. I'm taking, I'm taking kind of a break now. (laughs) Okay.
1: I'm like, that's like, I'm like, how, how the hell do you do it? I'm so impressed. And it's like, it's good stuff and I think it like um maybe because it's fresh on my mind but I think I like this one the best
0: oh thank you um, I I had so much fun writing this one it was it was a blast
1: so um I guess we could just like get right into it and and ask about like kind of the you know the concept and how it came to you and um i know you did some research that sounded Mm -hmm. like it was a lot of fun uh so
0: expensive research expensive expensive research (laughs) but that's kind of my thing right the last book was in italy yeah
1: really i I don't even
0: know if legally i can say it takes place in the beverly hills hotel but i will say it's based on a hotel like that hotel
1: right and then you said very like kind things about about the Beverly Hills Hotel to be like this, you know, everyone was very, very great with you. And this is like not based on anyone um, directly there. So
0: no, no, I had a lot of fun. Um, I went and stayed there and it actually changed the book quite a bit because I had my own idea of what the patrons would be like that kind of money. And that was more or less remained the same because we all hear stories about how wealthy people spend their money in really kind of ridiculous and Horrifying ways. <laughs> um, and but the the part i I forgot was um, the the people who work in hotels, how much pride they take in it too. I used to work in at a country club, and i I totally had to mind that a little bit when I was writing a book, but I hadn't taken into account the pride because a lot of people who work in a place like the Beverly Hills Hotel I have worked there for forty five years you know, or their, Mm -hmm. or their father worked there. Um, So I had to kind of reframe my mindset on that a little bit.
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting in the in the book, it's, it's like, um, you know, the the characters, at least it's like they, there's like this blurry line between, you know, are they, are they one of the wealthy Mm -hmm. people or not? So they kind of like, Mix it in there, but if they cross over the line, they're quickly reminded who they are and, yeah, and that they're there yeah, to serve
0: them. That's, that was how it was, you know, whenever I worked, you know, in, in pretty much anywhere where the money was uh, coming in, even at museums, you know, there's rich, wealthy people tend to want to be around those who make them feel very good about themselves. But the mm-hmm. moment they uh, don't feel good about themselves, they're you're kind of cast out. So, um, but you asked about what, how the book came about. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had, oh gosh, years ago, I think when I was writing Catalina, in the middle of it, I read a story about uh, the 1992 riots in Los Angeles. And there was a story, this is a true story. I, I had to look it up, and, but it, it is true that during the riots, all the people in Beverly Hills were terrified that it was going to be a French revolution type of situation. And so they didn't feel safe in their mansions, and they all thought, "Let's go down to the Beverly Hills Hotel." It's always sort of been like a neighborhood hangout, which is in itself kind of ridiculous. But <laughs> it's like their <laughs> Cheers, I guess. The Polo Lounge is kind of like their Cheers bar. So they they congregated in the Polo Lounge, and they wheeled in a TV. The I'm assuming the staff did the wheeling in, and they watched the riots unfold in the Polo Lounge in in safety, I guess, is the idea. And I thought, well, that's fascinating because the monsters are kind of in the room with you, right? Um, and I thought, well, how, how can I write a book that takes place entirely in that kind of pressure cooker situation and burn it down to the ground? <laughs> Almost, quite literally, yeah. really, that was my main goal. I was like, how do I light shit on fire? <laughs> um, so that was sort of like the seed, but I was in the middle of writing Catalina and I had already thought of the worst kind of want. So I was like, okay, put that on the back, back burner. Mm-hmm. So I, I got to dive into it right after the worst kind of want came out.
1: Right. Okay. That's, that's so interesting that it has like, it goes far, you know, you know, kind of the, the 92 ri- riots, um, because it is like, it's, it felt so timely. Um, and I guess like, you know, stuff repeats itself and on some, capacity yeah. so um like I, I was supposed to go down that to los angeles um on and so tw- that summer of 2020 i guess and it was the the mm-hmm. day that kind of like the unrest broke yes. out and then That's the pandemic great. may 2020 yeah. yeah so i'm like you know what i'm just gonna i'll, I'll push it back yeah. i don't that was to- <laughs> crazy no that was
0: crazy i was in the middle of I uh, rewriting this book and it was due i think the following june And so I was supposed to get in a a new rewrite of it. And while I was writing it, the, you know, the protest started and I had gone down to them and stuff. And it started to feel like, oh, well, the protest that I wrote in the book, these scenes don't have as much gravitas as they should. You know, it's not just like a a tool to be used to make my point. These are real people, you know, struggling and pissed off. Um, And so I wanted to kind of do right by that. And then... The mountains caught on fire in Pasadena at the same time, and I started feeling like a witch. I was like, am I making this happen? (laughs) Like, what's going on? Um, And like, I think a couple different uh, articles came out in the LA Times about how people were staying at the polo lounge, at the Beverly Hills Hotel because they felt safer there and I was like no don't ruin my book
1: <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna think you ripped it off <laughs> yeah
0: I was like no no and then I think that somewhere also, the White Lotus came out and I was like fuck
1: ah. <laughs> mm, yep yeah I remember when that and I watched it and I came that came out and I knew you'd have this one like in the works uh-huh. um beforehand yeah. <laughs> so but they're totally it you know kind of funny. yeah totally different and I, I don't definitely totally different yeah I don't want to spoil anything because I, I want people to read the book but the ending that that last like you know, 20, 30 pages, especially just kind of blew my mind. It did not like quite go where I was expecting it. And it was awesome. Like it was like, it was the greatest thing. And just how you kind of, um, I don't want to say anything. We could maybe talk off the record. Um, but it was just, yeah, just that last little chunk where it kind of switches Mm -hmm. perspective and,
0: Wow. Mm, yeah. Mimi? Yeah. Yep. Mimi, yep. Uh, yeah. That actually, that last chapter from Mimi's perspective, and Mimi is, for anyone listening, is sort of the longtime resident of Beverly Hills Hotel. And that, that is true. There are people that have been living in the bungalows there for quite a long time, which I can't even imagine that kind of life. But, well, I can. I wrote it. So <laughs> I can't imagine that, I guess. But um, she, uh, that chapter was in the very first draft. And it mm. essentially remained the same, and it just kind of came out in the first draft. And I thought, yeah, this is how the book ends. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, that, so it was it, it was an incredible ending. Like it would just, it's Thank yeah, you. so so worth it. Uh, that that journey you take with all of them, and you, you you do feel. I mean, even like you have empathy for, you know, for those of us most most of us don't. You know, we don't even get to like see be around that kind of wealth. Um, Mm -hmm. and so you can tend to like dehumanize, I know myself fall into that. You can dehumanize them and, 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 think they're just all awful, like black or white. Um, but there was like, I mean, some of them definitely were (laughs) horrible
0: (laughs) out of touch. They're really just out of touch, out of touch. And
1: then you, um, yeah. And then you, but then some of them, um, you, that you have this, this empathy and you're like, oh my gosh, um, that's, you know, they have, they have their challenges too.
0: Um, yeah, they are I mean, they're sort of monsters of their own creations, I think. And and one of the things I thought about a lot when I was writing the book was I think most people kind of have the idea that very wealthy people, there's not a whole lot of them. Mm-hmm. And that they exist in some plane that we don't see all the time. But there's actually, I mean, how many neighborhoods off the top of your head can you think of that you can't afford living in Los Angeles? I can only actually it's probably easier if I could name neighborhoods i could afford living in at this point um you drive around beverly hills and there's beverly hills flats which is where like rodeo drive is and then there's the hills and then there's the canyons and then there's west hollywood hollywood and you know now silver lake and, and it's just the amount of money that is i would say hoarded is quite dizzying when you start thinking about it um and the power that that comes with that I think one of my favorite photographs from the protest slot in May 2020 was someone who had spray painted on the Beverly Hills fountain, we're coming for your money. And I, I was saw, like, yeah, I fuck saw yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's like,
0: yes, that. But also wait until the book comes out so it doesn't seem like I totally ripped this off. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: because I've already written a draft, like several drafts at that point. And I was like, what, this is crazy. And I kept writing like, you know, it's, it's satire. So I would write a scene about the National Guard rolling down rodeo and then it would happen mm-hmm. and i was like okay well now i have to take it further mm-hmm. you know it was it was wild
1: <laughs> wow that's so uh, yeah that's <laughs> that's incredible And you know you're i was just down there a couple of weeks ago and um i'm you know i'm working i'm working i've been working on my project for a while now too long and i think in a, a good chunk of it takes place in los angeles so what i like to do is i just i'll just take an uber somewhere and then walk mm-hmm. um area so every time I go down i'll I'll pick out certain neighborhoods, and there's certain neighborhoods where you just don't walk in and that's I don't mean because it's dangerous, I mean because it's so wealthy that you you look at a place and you're oh yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah so yeah I mean-
0: absolutely it i've got I got really good at pretending well I guess not pretending faking confidence. Like I had money, like the, the big, the big kind of thing is, especially in California and Los Angeles, specifically, it's sort of like the shittier you dress, the more they're like, how wealthy is she?
1: Yep. You know, <laughs> that, she, that she walked in here
0: and knew all the rules about the polo lounge. You can't wear hats after 11 and blah, blah, blah. But um, she's also just wearing Birkenstocks or whatever. <laughs> it, was, it, it kind of became like a fun game to see how much i could get away with uh the, one of my favorite things about the beverly hills hotel which you know the book that my hotel is based on is that it gives the illusion that there that you can't get into it but there isn't a single fence or wall around it mm. anyone could walk onto the property it's just this idea that you can't yeah. and i think that's kind of how wealth just dictates you know there's there's no real saying you, it's just like a feeling mm-hmm. that you are worthy or something like that. So I had a lot of fun tearing that down.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I've <laughs> driven by that so many times, even, you know, even though I don't live there, but I've seen it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, over the, a couple of decades and, you, and it's just like, oh, well, I don't belong there. And <laughs> I wonder oh, what yeah. it's like in there. It's kind of scary in a way, you know, it it's- is,
0: it is. <laughs> and you're just kind of waiting for someone to escort you out a little bit, <laughs> you know? So the more you just walk in with pure confidence. Um, and grab a table or actually I do this all the time even in anywhere I just love walking into very expensive hotels and kind of daring the security to ask me to leave <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh that's great it's
0: fun <laughs> it's a fun game <laughs> it
1: is yeah no that's awesome um so maybe I could ask you about like so you you did stay there um for a mm-hmm. bit and you had to do some like research as far as uh, you know all kinds of things how it looks and just how it feels and the you know yeah different things like that um you I mean you must have had a lot of conversations with people or did you kind of keep to yourself you did okay I'm just I'm curious about that did did you did people know you were writing a book
0: yes that's how I, I so I um how did that come about I was I think I I contacted their sort of, they have kind of like an entertainment section where if you are going to do something about the hotel, you kind of not just let them know, you just say, you know, do you have an artist rate for staying there? Because I am writing a book that takes place there. And I sent them an arc of my, I think, Catalina or maybe the worst kind of one. And the... I think one of the directors of hospitality got in contact with me and was like, do you want a tour? And so I came down for like just a day tour of their different rooms and stuff. And then I was really wily. I had my editor meet me there for lunch and then had him meet my editor to be like, see, look, I still, I have like an actual editor. I'm not like, a, (laughs) you know, um, and then he they uh, negotiated well not negotiate they just told me here's the artist rate which was still an outrageous amount of money for me um, and I thought well I had already written so this is what I usually do when I write a full draft is I write it with sort of my thoughts about what a place is like and you know I do a minute, some research online and stuff and then I, for the worst kind of want I went to Italy and kind of not just fact my fact check myself, but sort of was like, what's the atmosphere? Like, did I get it right? And how can I use it to up the things that I've already, you know, put on the page? So I'd already written a draft when I went and stayed there. And I, the main thing I wanted to do was stay there for a week because I wanted to know and not leave because usually when you're, I don't know if you're like me, probably when we go on vacation, the hotel is not where we stay, right? right? Like Mm -hmm. we go out to see things, but that hotel specifically is you stay there. Um, no one really, you know, you don't really yeah. use it as a base. Um, and so I, after about three days, it was wild. You stopped, it was right when COVID like entered in the U.S. I think that there were some cases in Seattle, there was the first case in Los Angeles and you would see it on these newspapers laying out by the pool and no one, people would just breeze by it. It was, it just started to feel like, oh, that's a different world. That's not this world. And after about four days you start thinking, oh, $45 for a salad is pretty reasonable. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> there's nothing else around. It's crazy how quickly a person can acclimate to, I, I guess, just insanity. Mm. It was it was pretty wild. And and by, by the time I left, I was like, oh, yeah, this is the world. Like, right. Okay. There, here we are. Yeah. It was, it was fun. But I did that when I was there, they gave me a tour of the back of house, which was probably the most illuminating part of my whole stay there Uh, because I got to talk to a lot of people who were working there and they were all very excited that I was working on a book. Um, They all wanted their names in it. And I was like, no, you don't. It's not that kind of book. That that was part of it too. Everybody was very excited about it. And I was like, you probably shouldn't be that excited. (laughs) Um, but you know, be excited. <laughs> and there was a wedding taking place in the main ballroom. So I talked to the event coordinators, um, who weren't, they weren't just part of the hotel. I guess people request that that hotel is so popular. It is like a, on a menu of different things you could order for your pizza if you wanted it or something mm-hmm. like that. And he was telling me that, you know, he'll be in Dubai and somebody will be like, Oh, you know, for my baby shower, I would like the polo lounge and they just recreate it there. It's that much of like, it, it's sort of, oh, um, wow, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's really crazy.
1: Well, I had never really seen, you know, I've never, you know, uh, I've never, I've seen images of it, like from like classic Hollywood and stuff. And then um, I just finished up that uh, the series, the offer about the making of the Godfather. I don't know if you had, mm. you had a chance to watch that, but um, that they, they, they I'm imagining I don't know if it's recreated or if it's shot, shot there. I, I have no clue, but it's like, they're in there in several scenes throughout, throughout the series. So that, that was kind of cool to, you know, get a glimpse of, you know, just the, the atmosphere, if they, you know, especially if they nailed it, but that was the early seventies.
0: Well, Um, that's the thing. It's very atmospheric and it, and it has so much history you create, you can't go in there and either feel like you're in the 1920s or forties, or you can go in certain parts and be like, Oh yeah, 1970, this is completely. mm -hmm. And but they're very. They really want to be. That hotel specifically wants to still have like be creating history too. So that's why they're they offered me an artist discount just in case they make something really cool. Yeah. And then they can be <laughs> like, she stayed here to do that, you know.
1: <laughs> well, I could I could see them all doing like, like a book club when this books when this book comes out and and reading it together, and that would be except for
0: that part in the acknowledgments where I told the Sultan of Brunei to fuck off. That was... <laughs> Oh, that's great. Uh, I mean, I had to do something. and But that that, that's the problem with giving a place like that money is that where does the money go? Right. And I'm sure, you know, the Sultan of Brunei is not he's not a decent person. And the way he treats homosexuals and adulterers is horrific. So I wanted what? to be clear that I am not, you know, I condone that. Like, that's well, terrible. W-
1: was he there while you were there?
0: No, no. That's who owns it.
1: Oh, who owns I, the hotel. I didn't know yeah. that. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
0: That's who owns the hotel. Okay. That's the thing. You can always trace back money to more money too, which is,
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, oh, there's always a, someone richer.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's so interesting. Um, I did. So I got, I got, I, I got the arc, but then um, I had a nice pleasant surprise a week or two ago. The hardcover came. Um, can I
0: see it? I haven't seen it. No one has sent me it because I'm in Berlin. I need to get on that.
1: You know what? I've, my place is a mess. I'm going to I'm gonna text it to you. Okay, or, text or I'll, it to I'll, me. I'll email it to you um, when we get off this call, okay? But it's beautiful. Okay. It's just oh, like, yeah, it looks great. Um, I'm so
0: sad I haven't seen it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll take a couple shots and, you know, the spine. Oh, but thank it, it, you. Thank it looks, you. It, it looks beautiful. Um, and I guess we, we should talk about, so I know... Um, well, let's talk about Berlin. How did you, like, what are you doing there? <laughs> How did this happen? Yeah,
0: right. So when that May, in May of 2020, when everything was on fire and it felt like my book was coming to life, I, I didn't feel like I had enough perspective because I was living it. I mean, there was so many nights that you would hear flashbangs in the distance, or there was a couple of protests as that where they actually fired it into the crowd. Mm. And it just started to feel like I couldn't. I don't know, live it and, and write at the same time. There was just no perspective. So I applied for a residency in Mexico, in Chapala, Mexico, and they were accepted me and we sold all of our belongings. <laughs> <laughs> when, I, when I'm writing, it goes. I go full fugue state. I'm just like, whatever needs to be done to finish this book, let's do it. Uh, went there for six months or maybe four months. Um, and after that, went to Colombia, and stayed there for a few months finished writing the book there, actually. And I remember finishing it in Medellin, and I was like, and done. And then I looked around, and I was like, Jordan, that's my husband. I was like, where are we? Why are we here? Where's all of our things? We sold our car. (laughs) Um, And then we thought, well, let's go back to California. And almost as soon as we came back, he got a job offer in Berlin. And we thought, Mm. well, we don't have any belongings anyways. Let's see what that's about. So now oh, that's here.
1: exciting. Yeah. It sounds like you have an awesome, yeah. um, um, very understanding partner. Um, to, that's very <laughs> I, supportive.
0: Surprisingly, So yeah, very, <laughs> very much so. I, I mean, so I have to be like, they draw the line at some point. <laughs> Actually, I think he he has fun too because most of my research involves going to fun places. So, mm. the Beverly Hills hotel, Italy, he didn't complain about it. Yeah, going I guess there. he would be complaining <laughs> about that
1: research. That would be. You know? <laughs> tax write off, <So>, right? <laughs> exactly. Yes,
0: it all it's all it all goes into the tax write off column. <laughs>
1: That's that's cool. Um, And then I know you're so you're coming back. I I don't know if it's so. Is it just to kind of promote the book? I know you have an event at Book Soup um Mm -hmm. around the time skylight
0: also yeah
1: okay great so um we'll put links to all that um so people can kind of um be aware of it um so are you just coming back to kind of do some promotion for the book and then back to berlin
0: yeah and then back to berlin i'll be well i'm going to new york because i have a few different things lined up there also and then back to berlin so i'm kind of I guess skipping the middle of the country, which is unfortunate, but <laughs> no one, I guess no one really does book tours anymore since the pandemic, which is kind of sad. It but is sad. Yeah. I know. I know. It's a bummer, but it's like, I a guess mi- we can do zoom.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's one cool thing that I've, that I've seen. I mean, it does, it does suck, but like a place like Salt Lake, uh, you know, we don't get a ton of like we get some, you know, people coming in here and there to our bookstores to do events, but um, it's, it's like few and far between. So I like during the, especially during the height of the pandemic, it it was kind of cool for me because I could hop on bookstores from all over the country and watch the author. Um, And then, you know, if you want to sign a book, they typically always have like a, you can purchase it online. So um, that was one benefit, but yeah, the in-person thing is just, you know, that's, especially yeah. for the author. That sounds like a lot of fun that, you know, it being is able fun. To meet it is different fun people.
0: and traveling around and meeting, seeing new bookstores and stuff like that. But that isolation you're talking about that actually played pretty heavily into, into the book. I really, it, it sort of became <clears throat> the whole idea of, you know, this newlywed couple that shows up to a hotel and they're all starry eyed and their future is in front of them. And I wanted to, you heard about all these, marriages. What was it like pandemic divorce? Is that what Mm -hmm. was happening or the opposite pandemic baby? Right. And so I wanted that, that really started to play into, I was reading all these different news articles and stuff and magazine essays about uh, relationships where they're sort of isolated from the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. And that kind of figured into their, I guess, journey as they're, you know, it's over a week, but that's plenty of time for a relationship to fray. I think.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, not to
0: mention, I think with the pandemic where we all stuck with our significant others for a year, two years, I, the time. It all, into... it all like
1: collapses in on itself, but yeah, I, I think it, it, it was, it was like a it, it drug out, but then it's felt like it just like, it was a snap of a finger, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, and I wanted that to be part of the book too, that I, this feeling sort of discombobulation when you're stuck, not stuck, just stuck somewhere and times kind of sometimes feels longer than it needs to be and sometimes it feels really short um so that became all of that factored into it I used I used everything all my all my anger about you know the social unrest towards you know what the police were doing and it was just everything it was really cathartic to write so and, you know wealth disparity too which is I still I mean Berlin doesn't you don't see the same kind of wealth in Berlin but Mm -hmm. we just got back from France and Jesus Christ the (laughs) the money there I was like oh I forgot about yachts I should have thrown that (laughs) I should have had somebody have a yacht
1: (laughs) well that you know that's one thing I like I really liked about the book because it did like touch on all that stuff and it kind of it did show those issues um but it wasn't preachy at all it wasn't like
0: thank
1: you um and I think that's like nothing I hate more than, I mean, I'm sure I think a lot of us like something that's like very like telling you how to think and preachy and just kind of like, you know, yeah. ult- ultimately you want a, g- a good story and that's yeah. great if it does hit on those things. But I think like, um, I was talking to someone, an author yesterday, just about like, thing things tend to resonate when you can like, kind of give, like give up the fear and be truthful in whatever yeah. whatever capacity and then um that's when it resonates with people from all walks of life so i think um yeah it just like it hit that yeah. stuff and it made it like it just yeah it was just awesome and it was an incredible story oh, and yeah just wonderful you. book
0: it's it's funny how uh, satire that word kind of i wouldn't set out to write a satire so that kind of got mm-hmm. thrown around kind of like when catalina came out and they called it a noir and i was like huh Okay, sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because a lot of the stuff that happens in the book, like the crazy things, you know, the wildcats and um, diamonds and teeth and stuff like that, pe- people actually do. I just read research about the whole masquerade is based off, um, Puff Daddy did a, a black and white ball that was based off a black and white ball that happened in the turn of the century. Um, Truman Capote threw one. And that was based off one that happened, you know, in Venice. and And it was just like every single... They just do crazy things with money, so, like having someone having a pet monkey. That's not even <laughs> most people have like a cat, like a pet monkey. And also, you know, a, a, like a whole menagerie. So, <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, it wasn't it didn't feel like satire when I was writing it. It just seems when you start reading it like, oh, yeah, this is this is nuts. This can't be how people live. But it is. It is. Who knows? It's just not how we live.
1: (laughs) No, I mean, like the like the is it the dog? Was it a dog birthday party or the dog party? Yes. So that was uh, (laughs) awesome.
0: (laughs) Thank you. And I and I kind of you know I just assumed that was probably has happened. And I was went and visited a museum the other day, which was um, a lady's villa. Who um, she actually had a dog wedding, and she sent out a hundred (laughs) different invitations. Um, and it was this huge extravagant affair in her villa garden. And I just thought, all right, so I need to make that up. That just happens. Like people just have, they just throw weddings for their, their animals, you know? Um, yes, that was one of my favorite scenes to write, actually. I mean, no, the doc, h- party, h-
1: hilarious and just like yeah and just how yeah it was great i mean i have three dogs so it was just i can only, ima- only imagine um but it's like yeah it's like what are you gonna do if you have that much money it's like like i would just pay off my student loans if i if i was in, I know, it, in me position
0: too. <laughs> right that's what i would do um or when you start thinking about how much money these people have you're like well, why don't they just pay off everyone's student i know loans? wouldn't like- that kind of fix a huge problem in this country I mean, Elon Musk. He wouldn't. It wouldn't even make a dent in his fortune. Mm-hmm. But you've, none of that ever happens. It's right. it's shocking. Instead, you have him going to the to the <laughs> space. You know.
1: Yeah, because that's what we need. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right. We need more white men in space. That's what we need. Let's do that. <laughs> so I know it was. It was the the wealthy never ceased to amaze me. Basically, the, the uber rich. Yeah. Shocking.
1: I see elements of it sometimes. So we, you know, I'm in salt Lake and park city isn't far from us. So, Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of my wife used to clean homes up there, but most of the people like the really, you know, that was not their. That was just one of their homes. Yeah. Um, but they would still have multiple cleaners coming in, you know, every week, yeah. even if they, even if they weren't there, I mean, I guess you got a dust. I don't know, but
0: it's crazy to me, you know, that idea, like, I think I have in the book, the, the family that Marguerite's a part of, she's, she's, um, they're building her, her own house, this 17 year old, her own house on their basically compound and i i that came to me because i spent a lot of time just driving through the canyons Mm -hmm. in up maul holland and stuff like that and i saw people doing that you know having they have helicopter pads and tennis courts and swimming pools and multiple homes on a compound for visitors or you know i assume family um, And you're just like, oh well, I live in a shoebox that I can barely afford, you know. So that's cool. <laughs> this car's a lease, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's just it, it's mind-boggling. But I think it like, um, it just, it just, yeah, it just communicates it so well, and just it, it's so yeah. believable because it, because it is like I, like you said, like <laughs> I mean, like a dog birthday party or whatever, um is like a dog wedding that sounds insane
0: (laughs) so it's like but but that's something that really happened (laughs) but that's something that really happened it all sounds really insane i think that the part that i is sort of my fantasy you know i'm not trying to say that preach violence or something like that by the way fsg um did they end up doing like a, a warning in the front of the final book you'll have to let me know I'll have to look.
1: I'll, I'll, if they, they did I'll take they, a picture they don't they
0: don't usually do that and they had me you know talk with their lawyers and stuff and finally they were like you know what we're just going to do it anyways just in case
1: I but, bet that's cool I haven't yeah I haven't op- <laughs> I haven't opened it I just kind of flipped through it so that I'm really intrigued now I'm going to go back and <laughs> yeah I'll well because they, they
0: were worried that these were based off real events that I had witnessed and I was like oh. no I made them all up yeah but yes rich people do outrageous things all the time so i wouldn't (laughs) be surprised if like i had no idea this woman threw a dog wedding but am i surprised by it no No. not at all in fact i was kind of mad that i didn't have my party be a dog wedding
1: (laughs) (laughs) i think the yeah i think the the wedding to me that I think I would be like, that's, a, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that, that's <Right>? too much.
0: <laughs> I know it's uh, just, it's, uh, but that's the way like, they yeah. are. Nothing's too much. If you know? can imagine, it doesn't, it doesn't have meaning.
1: Yeah. If you them. can imagine it, if you can imagine it, it's happened. Right. Like the, yeah. if we yeah. live in a big enough world that it's yeah. happened. But
0: that's, you know, that's why I'm not trying to, con- I'm not trying to say yes, violence is the answer, <laughs> but I do feel like there's a reckoning that needs to happen, not just in this country, but globally, because mm-hmm. this is a, a global elite. They don't, they are a country and themselves. That is something right. I heard oh, said it's so multiple yeah. times, um, because their rules don't apply to them. Not the mm-hmm. same rules for you and me. Right. So I do, I do kind of want to see, um, some big change.
1: Yeah the way i'll say that no yeah i talked to a a, an author um yesterday in her her book um i forget the complete title but like the the subtitle is uh the great resignation and Mm. so it's kind of it was kind of based on her um life working in the publishing industry Mm. and um for you know i think a couple decades and it, it finally you know jobs were eliminated and she had to like take on those responsibilities without like much of a raise over the time so it's finally like in the book she she um she's she quits but kind of like she's forced to because she's not going to do something throw someone else under the bus type of situation and she's just kind of had it so we talked about you know just in the country like you know four million people quitting um their their jobs and their careers and just Mm -hmm. how a lot of people during the pandemic are just like i'm like. It can't put up with the shit anymore this is like yeah. this isn't this is not acceptable you know and we'll, we'll figure yeah. it we'll figure it out um but just you know this that they the higher-ups just try to squeeze you as much as they can oh, yeah, until, yeah, yeah. Until you and crack. there's so much
0: anger there's so much anger right now and i think a lot of people feel impotent about it you mm-hmm. know um and I would just love to see people. I don't know if we all just stopped paying our student loans and said "fuck you," we're not yes. doing oh, that, you know? that anymore. Yeah. Like that would be that would be great. That would mm-hmm. be akin to marching onto Beverly Hills and burning it to the ground. In my <laughs> eyes, you know, yeah. I'd be I'd be okay with with us doing that because it would really shake the system to the core. Yeah, if there I'm was down. some radical movement like that, you know, yeah, yeah, um, because that's something that needs to happen. There just needs to be. It's boiling exactly. over at this point, yeah. especially now with what's happening with Roe v. Wade and everything. Like, oh my gosh, <laughs> people are pissed. Yeah, and they've been pissed for a while now. Yeah, rightly so. Well, I'm no, it, and I'm in Berlin.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it, I definitely, I, I, can't put my finger on it, but I guess that's probably ultimately is. So I, you know, I, I was in LA a couple of weeks ago, and I just got back from Seattle a couple of nights ago, and just like the the. Just walking around and being around going in places like there was a there was a shift in like, it just felt different. And I couldn't quite energy. put my finger. Yeah, the energy. So it was like, um, and maybe, you know, I'm sure I'm part of that as well. Like, you know, my my own energy, but it's like, it just feels different, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
0: if there's a, we've been through when I, you start to think about the, what we've been through in just this last year, let alone last four years, it's mind boggling. Mm. How much shit I think we've dealt with horrifying too. I mean, some really things where I swear you would get like one a week. And now I feel like it's every few minutes. I check Twitter just <laughs> to be like, okay, what's happening now? Are we, is it doom? Like where, What are? where are we on the doom clock? You know? <laughs> i mean as soon as we moved no, here no, the, true, yeah. the ukraine the ukraine war started oh, God. um and we were like oh i guess we should put they put a clause in our lease or our rental contract that if there's a nuclear event we can leave And I was I was, <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like if there's a nuclear event we'll be dead <laughs> But How they, generous
1: of them! How generous! Yes.
0: Oh, the best part is we can leave, but they're keeping our deposit. And I was like, "Oh, you fuck it, you land owning motherfuckers!" I was so mad. I was like, "Of course, sure."
1: I mean, I yeah, I think if they if that's if it comes to that, I I well, I don't know why they.
0: I even have it.
1: Oh my god! It was
0: in German too when I was translating each line, and I was like, "Jordan, is this is Isn't this re- what I think it means?"
1: <laughs> Oh, that—that's wild. That's wild. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Fun times we're living in.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. Definitely. Well, on a positive note. So, like, maybe give us some, um, just like the the logistics of like, so when does the book come out? Um, mm. any any specific events you're really excited about that, that happened right off the bat that you want to you want to share? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. With the audience. Yeah.
0: The book comes out on July 19th, and that's the same day as my book launch at Skylight. Uh, it starts at 7:30, I think, Um, and then I have another event on the 29th at Book Soup. So I, I've got two in Los Angeles, which, which I'm really excited about. It'll be it'll be a fun time.
1: That's exciting. Yeah, great bookstores. I love I love both those places. Yeah. So and that's... I have a
0: whole list of all the all the restaurants that I miss entirely.
1: So I'm just gonna be. <laughs> I in the think I saw that. that up. <laughs> I think I saw you post some version of that, and it was like yeah. yeah. Cause that's what it comes, you know, that's what, it, when you travel, it's like, it's like based upon meals, like where, where are we going to go oh, this absolutely. meal, that meal, that meal. Yeah,
0: it really is. Yeah. <laughs> and when I miss Los Angeles, I miss the sea, the Santa Monica mountains, the national forest. And I'm, then it's straight to food in that order. Yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> Oh, I'm just going to do all of those. So yeah. it'll be fun. It'll be really fun. Well,
1: that's exciting. Um, well, yeah. So the, yeah, the pink hotel, everyone, um, like, massively recommended um i loved hey. it and it's um it's i you know i think it's your best you know i've loved your other work but this is my thank i love you. this book so i'm I'm really excited yeah. for people to read it and um definitely does not disappoint and thank um, you yeah I wish there you could... is
0: one more thing actually yeah, i wanted yeah. to say about the book which i forgot well yeah. i i do hope that when people read it it is cathartic because i had a lot of anger when i wrote it but when i was writing it I wanted there to be a, like a, a pe- something hopeful. I didn't want it to just be a downer. Um, and there was a moment when I was sitting, I think, outside during a curfew that had been enforced during that May 2020, and you could hear like the flashbangs in the distance. And I looked over to Jordan, my 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 husband, and I thought, "Oh, that's why we that's why we keep going." You know, like yeah. that's sort of that's sort of it. Is that our hope? I don't know that love just hope, I guess, just like this is, I wanted that to be really be a part of the book. Yeah. That, that's, that's sort of why humans don't just all walk into the sea and kill them, yeah. <laughs> right? Right, is that yeah. we hope, we, we are an incredibly hopeful species. And I think a lot of that comes from our capacity to love. So although there is a lot of violence and that cathartic um, takedown of yeah. a certain class, a ruling class, I would say, I did want that sort of human hope at the yeah. end to... Remain.
1: And that does so. come across. Yeah, definitely. Oh, so yeah, no, it Yay. was like, I, it wasn't a complete downer. <laughs> and I,
0: good. I, I, yeah, I love depressing books, but yeah. So no. <laughs> both. I want I want to start doing both. Only things yeah. that make, right. I want to write things that are fun basically yeah.
1: from now on. So. <laughs> yeah. You've, you've hit some heavy heavy um (laughs) I did the last one was
0: really heavy so I was like you know what I'm gonna have fun with this yeah (laughs) so I did it was fun
1: that's awesome well yeah let's keep in contact and um this was a lot of fun and I'll I'll post this um
0: thank you so much
1: closer to the book release and um wish you the best and that's so exciting you're able to come back to the U.S. for some events and we'll make sure we put down links so yeah um enjoy that food in LA and we'll talk to you soon
0: all right thanks. thanks
1: Lisa. Bye. Thank you.